Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I was telling the guys in the staff meeting today, I watched a couple minutes of CNN last night. I don't know what it was, but they had Deepra Chopka on there. And he was talking about prayer and Dr. Oz, who writes really great health books, actually. And he was talking on prayer. So here's two people. I don't think either one of them have any kind of Christian relationship at all. Don't know God. And they're the experts on prayer. And I'm not making fun of them, but see, this is the way our world presents it. The word prayer generally means the same thing to all people throughout the world. Sometimes, though, the word is used for something other than making a request to God. In the second Matrix movie, the word prayer is used to describe speaking to the gathering of people, not to God. The major difference between Christian prayer and non-Christian prayer, as Pastor Mark will be teaching about today, is that Christians pray to a personal God not to an undefined man-made being. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 7 as he continues his message, Jesus, our High Priest. Also, God didn't swear to Aaron, you'd be a priest forever. God only did that to one person. In contrast, he did swear to his son. And you see in verse 21, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. That came from Psalms 110. Jesus became a priest by divine appointment from God. And not only a priest, but God then confirmed it with an oath. I think there's three things you need to write You probably have heard them before, but it's a good thing to remind us. There's three things God cannot do. One, God cannot lie. So if God gave an oath and God said, you are a priest forever, Jesus is a priest for how long? Forever. Why? Because God can't lie. God cannot lie. So the oath wasn't necessary. The oath was just a little icing on the cake. It was just another way for man to understand that God is serious about this. Second thing God can't do, God cannot fail. God never fails. His purposes are always, always fulfilled. So that's a great thing for me in my life, to know as I'm, by the way, I fail, but God never fails. He's always, always perfectly right. And maybe the third thing's a challenge for us. It is for me. The Bible reminds us that God cannot be pleased without faith. All the time, we want to see God. 
We want God's presence to be right here. You remember Thomas? Unless I touch the wounds, I won't believe that you were resurrected. Jesus said, go ahead. But blessed are those who never see me, never touch me, and yet believe that I am. So faith is necessary in your life. Very often we struggle with that. When we get to Hebrews chapter 11, it'll be a great, great series because we'll just go through those men and women of faith in the Old Testament. They never did see this direct access to God. They never had it. They knew it was coming, but they had faith that it was coming, but they simply never saw it. We have that access. Now, look at verse 22 again. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee, or if you're from Louisiana, the guarantee of a better covenant. There's that word better over and over and over again. When we get to chapter 8, we'll hear much more about the new covenant. So I'm not going to go into that deep. But the old priesthood was the heart of the old covenant, the law. But because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, God put aside, Jesus fulfilled the law. So it was put aside, and the new covenant came. Well, the new covenant was going to need a new priesthood as well. And of course, that's Jesus. So first thing, as far as better, is this. Jesus is the better priest, guaranteed. Now, God can't lie. This word guaranteed means surety or security. I know you, you know me, when you get something in the mail, and I got one of these things today, and it says guaranteed, and then you see an asterisk, and the writing, you got to have a magnifying glass to read the asterisk, don't you? Well, I got one of these today. This is about parking in Orlando. It's in this big book. It says save 15%. Enter the we've got you covered sweepstakes. Asterisk. And then it gives here, well, this coupon's worth 15%, but it's not good during this time. It's not during this time. And Holly Pierce is not good. It's not good over here. And pretty soon you want to go what? Forget it. Because you know something isn't right with it when there's asterisks. What I think is so beautiful, if you look at that verse, let's look at that verse again. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. I don't care what translation you have. There's no asterisks. Bottom line, what you see is what you get. Guaranteed. Finished. Case closed. It's over with. Done with. Now, what does that mean to us? Well, that means security or surety. So I have a high priest, Jesus. And he's the guarantee of everything that I need in my life. I have a high priest who guarantees to forgive me when I ask. What if this has not been one of your better weeks? And you've got three more days to go before the week's out. And the last time you asked God to forgive you, he said, I will. You have two more sins this week. How would you feel? You said, Pastor Mark, you said there was no asterisk. No, there isn't. Because 1 John 1, 9 says what? If I'll confess 
How often will he? Every single time he'll forgive me. So, I have a high priest who forgives me when I ask. I have a high priest who guarantees to provide me access whenever I pray. I have access to God. I have a high priest who guarantees to never substitute, this is huge, condemnation for conviction. Romans 8.1 There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'll say this one now and come back later. You ever just been sitting and thinking and all of a sudden, Satan brings a sin back. Maybe a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, five years ago. And you go, where did that come from? And you feel condemned. That is never from God. Conviction is something that's unforgiven, fresh, not general, but very specific. And I have a high priest who guarantees to meet all my needs according to his riches in glory. And I'm glad that God's riches are not tied to the dollar. Do you understand what I just said? If you go to Europe today, you can't afford to eat. The pound is over $2. The euro is about $1.50. I'm glad that my needs don't depend on what country I live in. He said he will provide all my needs according to his riches. The standard guaranteed. Whatever I need, he'll provide. Now, notice, I'm guaranteed access to God through prayer. Here's a statement I want you to write. And then, if you will, turn to Matthew chapter 7. If you're a Christ follower, we get direct access to God. Not indirect, direct to God through prayer. Not press one, not press three, not press seven. I have direct access to God. Think about that. We get to talk to one-on-one to God, the creator of the universe. We're never put on hold. We have the awesome privilege of communicating with our Heavenly Father. By the way... Do you know that this is amazing to me? When you call one of these lines, I called not long ago. I have a coffee pot. And there was something wrong in the little display. And so I called. And I had to try to explain to the gal. And of course, it was outside the one-year warranty, naturally. She said, well, try this, unplug it, whatever. If it doesn't work, then no problem. For $45, you can ship it here, and we'll fix it. Well, I can go out and buy, like, another coffee pot for $45. But anyway, eventually, I told her what was wrong, and we're guessing back and forth, and she says, aha, the LED display. Now, how did she know that already after I finally get there? Because that's got to be a defect that she's very familiar with. And I wanted to say something, but I was a Christian, and I didn't. We've been drinking tea every morning since then. No, no, we're we're fine. Do you know when I go to God and ask God, this is something we don't ever really understand. The Bible says, he knows what I need before I ask. See, I had to call her and explain the whole problem. God already knows the problem. Now, here's the question we get then. Well... 
If God already knows what you need, why pray? Here's the answer to that. Because God isn't interested in meeting your need just for your sake. He wants a relationship with you. Very often as a parent, you know what your kid needs. Those of you that have kids that are going to go off to college, you'll know what they need when the phone call comes. I can tell you already, it's more money. You don't have to be smart with that. You already know, okay? But you're going to give it probably for a while. But what you want them still to call because you want to what? You want a relationship with them. You want to talk with them. So that's what God says. Here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Notice again, no asterisks. Well, do I have to give money? As you'll hear on many of the television programs today. If you want God to answer this need, please send money into our telethon. Then God will answer your need. No, that's not there. That's not there at all. That's bribery. That's misuse of God. Ask. Seek not. That's a direct command from God to every Christian. Ask, seek, and knock is just a metaphor for praying. The command actually reads in the original language, keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. Now, if you go to a house, it's a friend of yours, and you know they're inside, (laughs) but they don't answer the door when you knock, but you got to talk to them, what do you do? do? What do you do? You keep on knocking. You say, well, sometimes I go around to the back door, see if I can get in. No, you don't need to do that with God. You just keep on praying. See, we have direct access to God. Immediately direct access to God. I was telling the guys in the staff meeting today, I watched a couple minutes of CNN last night. I don't know what it was, but they had Deeper Chapka on there. And he was talking about prayer. And Dr. Oz, who writes really great health books, actually, and he was talking on prayer. So here's two people... I don't think either one of them have any kind of Christian relationship at all, don't know God, and they're the experts on prayer. And I'm not making fun of them, but see, this is the way our world presents it. So we got this Mideastern view from Deepak. You know, everything's in you, you're the answer to everything, you know, whatever, garbage stuff. So what does Jesus do? He just says, ask, why should I ask? Because when I ask, I'm doing one thing. I'm admitting I don't have the answer. Pastor Mark, I don't need to ask. I got the answer. Really? You sure? Well, my own wisdom. Careful. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. So very often I have to ask. Now, again, don't get silly. We've talked about this before. You don't get up in the morning and say, I got a blue shirt on. I'm going to wear green pants. No, because your wife will come out and smack you. Because... <laughs> She's going to say that's ridiculous. That's why God gave us wives, to keep us straight. But you do ask about things that you don't really know. Second, seek. God has a will for you. He has a will for me. Many of you are in those decision modes. We all are from time to time. What is God's will? I want to seek his will, not mine. So I'm keeping searching for that will. And last... Because God isn't a robot, you don't put a coin in and the answer comes. 
God isn't one of those little black balls that you turn and it goes, yes, no, maybe. He's a person. So we ask, and of course, in that is God's timing. Those are the three things. Maybe you're here out of a job, getting ready to a decision to do with your home, a job decision, a health question. What do I do about this? You're dating someone. Well, all of these things simply go here. Ask, seek, and knock. One of that beautiful thing, I think all of that is, is all of those really come out of the Lord's Prayer. It's a beautiful thing. Now, if I do that, if I keep doing that, and I have faith, Pastor Mark, I prayed before, and I don't expect God to answer. Well, I've already answered that, didn't I? God can't be pleased. Tell me, without what? Without faith. So he is going to answer. He promises to. Well, where does he promise to do that? Look at the next verse. Verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Asterisk. Is there an asterisk in your Bible? There's no asterisk. So what does that say to me? If I genuinely want God's will, and I am asking and seeking His will and knocking, looking for the open doors, there is no expiration date, there's no exceptions, there's no fine print, there's no asterisks. God will bring an answer. Well, Pastor Mark, what if it's no? By the way, is it no sometimes? Quite often. Here's what I've learned. If it's no, and I'm serious, after we get over the hurt, the disappointment, here's what I've learned. If it's no, God's got something better. It's never failed. There's always something better. So we have to have an expectation with it. Now back to Hebrews. So God is guaranteed to answer my prayers. That's a beautiful thing because I go to him. I have access to the creator of the universe through Jesus Christ. Verse 23. Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. So like all the people in the Bible who served God with their gifts, the Levitical priests were no different. They had a certain lifespan. If their lifespan was more than the years that they could serve, documented in the Bible, another priest said to come along. They just kept dying. New priests kept coming along. Joshua succeeded Moses. Why? Moses died. Someday, somebody will succeed me in this pulpit. Why? Two reasons. One, God will call me somewhere else, or I'll die. That's what's going to happen. And for you and I, the wonderful thing is, because Jesus Christ is in heaven, guaranteed to be the high priest forever, there will never be a successor. Jesus isn't temporary. He is always going to be there. So, next thing you want to write Maybe it doesn't sound important, but to the Jewish people, this was huge. Who's the high priest now? Who's the whatever? Well, the next statement is simply this. Jesus is better because his priesthood is permanent. 
Wouldn't it be nice to have a really, 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 in every office in the nation, really, really quality people. They love God. They ruled their offices from the president to the courts to the whatever. Wouldn't it be nice to have all those people and they were just permanent? And we never had to have chads or any of that jazz. And we didn't have to, pretty soon next year is going to be a horrible year of ads, isn't it? Can you already think about it now? I approve of this ad. I approve of these lies. Thank you very much. That's the country we're in, aren't we? We all laugh about it, but it's sad, really. Jesus is permanent. Well, verse 25. Therefore, because he is, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Now, let me just stop here for a moment. And I'll be kind. Because I really mean this. Notice what it just says there. Let's read it again and think about this. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God. What? What if you try to go to God, not through him? Can you be saved completely? No. We already know that, John 14, 6. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Another thing that's very important, and I'll just say it kindly, because Jesus is the high priest permanently forever, let's read the verse again, and is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. How many high priests are there? There's one. He has access to God. He's at the right hand of the Father. But we have even Christian churches today that will tell you to pray to man or to a saint or to Mary. No, that's not right. You wouldn't pray to me. I have no better access to God than you do. Because we're all just men and women. By the way, the Bible calls us all saints. We don't look like that sometimes, do we? And Mary was wonderful. But she doesn't have any better access to God than you and I do. So... I think this is huge, and not just that, but there's many people today that say all roads lead to God. No, there's only one road that leads to God. It's Jesus Christ. Pastor Mark, that's narrow. Yes, but truth is narrow. Two plus two is four. Even if you get the modern math, it's still four. It's still four. Now, think about your sins. I mentioned this earlier. All of a sudden, you're sitting there and Satan brings this whatever from the past. And you get condemned and you feel terrible. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the forever priesthood that was talked about in the Old Testament. You found out that this permanent priest was not from the line of Aaron and how the Jews didn't see how this meant that their traditional priesthood was going to be set aside you learned that the quality of this new priesthood and priest was going to be better in all ways than the old one. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. 
For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will finish this message, Jesus, our High Priest. You've been shown the problem that mankind has in getting access to God and how that problem was solved through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Next time, Pastor Mark will show how Jesus performs his function as high priest and how it benefits you every single day. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the book of Hebrews. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.